How's it going, everyone? Glad you could join us for another episode of Core 4 Life. We're your hosts. I'm Mike, here with Matt, Ryan, and Andrew. As we bring you another episode every Thursday to discuss four key pillars in our lives. Be fit, be driven, be noble, and be chill. And how our faith is the backbone behind each of those pillars. We're talking to some awesome guests along the way, as well as tackling different topics, all in the pursuit of staying accountable with each other and living our lives the way God intended. Tune in each week to see if there may be something missing in your life. Let's jump into today's episode after a quick ad for our sponsor. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Here we go. Cheers. Got a special episode here tonight. This is our 20th episode of Core 4 Life. And as we had discussed previously, we had number 10 with Ryan Sherry, 15 with yours truly, and now number 20, we've got Mr. Andrew Hudson with us tonight. So awesome to be able to dive into your life a little bit. And Andrew and I have known each other for you know over 10 years now, I think. And it's been a while. It's been a while and gone through some, a lot of fun times, a lot of challenges together through our lives. And, uh, you know, honestly can say he's one of the best dudes I know and glad to be able to spend hopefully the rest of my life get to know you even more. So are you uh, proposing or are you? Uh, will, <laughs> will you best be my friend me? forever? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Let's say, man, I I got emotional during this. Try not to shed a tear because love Andrew. (laughs) He's a great guy. Uh, But yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you a little bit more here tonight. And just give us a little bit of your background and we'll we'll dive into more of those as we get into our four key pillars. Yeah. Well, I mean, great to be here. Obviously, love recording these with you guys. I want to say like we're, you know, we saved the best for second to last, I guess. It's <laughs> Matt's, Matt's still to come. That's but. true. Like, <laughs> expect nothing for episode 20. Nothing. I guess I would just say, yeah, about, about myself, you know, married an awesome wife, Kendall Hudson. Shout out to her. It's always good to marry up. And I uh, got four awesome, awesome boys. So Vance, Brooks, Alan, and Lee keep me on my toes all the time. You've probably heard them in other episodes. As Screaming, they, running around. As they trample you know, around yeah. upstairs. Yeah, we record a lot in my basement. So yeah, we're down here always, in the Hudson Dungeon. So That's right. <laughs> the weight room. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's me. All right, man. Well, we'll definitely get into to more of that as we go. So we're going to just kind of go through the pillars here and dive into the Be Fit pillar. And I know you got maybe some stories to tell as you were growing up and how be fit meant to you in your life as you grew up. So why don't you tell us a a little bit about that? Yeah. So the be fit pillar, I'd like to say I was a great athlete, but, but that would be a lie. I was, (laughs) I was an okay athlete. I was like a decent athlete. Um, but grew up like a lot of other guys, like a lot of us here, um, playing a lot of sports you know, a lot of backyard, you know, baseball, football, kind of whatever we were doing in the neighborhood. Um, grew up on a cul-de-sac, which was awesome because the neighbor kids all kind of came right by our house and we'd just play out there all the time. Got into swimming pretty early, too. So it's not a sport. Everybody maybe does competitive swimming growing up, but did a lot of that and was pretty decent at it. Well, and what was your stroke? Butterfly, actually. Ooh. Butterfly and freestyle. All right. All right. So I was like the, I mean, like the Michael Phelps <laughs> of Cuyahoga Falls <laughs> junior high swimming. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put a, you know, a grand I mean, if you want to put a label on there. it, you could say, you could say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call it that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, swam growing up, loved that. Didn't love the speedos, but um, kind of moved on. Started other sports then as I got into high school and finally found football, which was really like my favorite sport I think that I played growing up. Uh, and then quickly realized that the Hudson body, I have a couple other brothers as well too, and we just tend to get injured a lot. So <laughs> football was like my favorite sport, but also the worst sport probably for me at the same time. So tore my ACL, hurt my shoulder, hurt my elbow, hurt my neck. So hurt a lot of things during football. So quickly realized that wasn't going to be like my future in playing sports, but I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. That was going to be my question. Sounds like you learned that you weren't going to have a future in sports, but <laughs> did you, is there anything else that you learned from those injuries besides that? Like something like that can be a passion. You can really enjoy it and it doesn't have to take over your life. It doesn't have to be everything to you and you need to not find your identity in that. Um, so I think we've all, you know, you see the pro boxer that stays around for too many fights or the, you know, whatever athlete that kind of keeps like, that's their identity. That's all that they have. And they can't retire. They keep coming back, even though they're, they're past their prime. They should be retired. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, Tom Brady keeps coming back. Oh wait, no, he is actually still the best. So <laughs> well, mean, uh, yes, so I'm, not, I'm no Tom Brady. We're comparing yeah, sure. him to Tom Brady and Michael Phelps. Is that <laughs> looks <laughs> wise, great comparisons. good comparisons, <laughs> skill wise, not quite good. I said it was a decent athlete, right, not the right. best. Um, but yeah, I feel like like a lot of pro athletes need to learn that lesson. I learned very early that, yeah, that was not going to be my future, even though I love, still love playing sports today um, and still enjoy that and still enjoy getting out, you know, playing some pickleball here now as, as I get older. So all kinds of stuff that I like to, to do at this point, but knew that wasn't going to be my future and knew that was something that I was going to get to enjoy, but not sure. going to pursue in college. Gotcha. So what... At this point in your life, then, what what do you do to stay fit? What yeah. does that mean to you? So now, I'd say I probably had a period, you know, going into college, played some intramural, still try to keep a little bit in shape. Um, and then after I got married to my wife, we got pregnant pretty quick. So I had a honeymoon baby, and that meant I pretty much didn't do anything sport-wise for the next maybe seven years or so <laughs> and really embrace the dad bod, embrace just kind of the late bod. nights. Great bod. Great bod. <laughs> Great bod. Really Solid in right now. Bod. We've all been there. <laughs> just embraced, um, you know, just having a kid, being married, not feeling like the pressure to, to really do too much. Would do a little bit of sports here and there. Um mm -hmm. But a couple of years ago, I just felt like, man, like I, I miss some of that. I miss being able to go out and like run. And I always remember when I found out that I was having twin boys for the last ever. We had two boys and then got pregnant again. and It was twin boys. Uh, one of my buddies at work, he told me, you better start working out because these boys will always test you the rest of their life. And I was like, huh? Yeah, I really haven't touched weights for a while. I haven't gone running. Haven't played a lot of sports. I should probably do something. And, uh, and, and lo and behold, this guy here to my left, Matt Simmons, had uh, had some weights, invited people over, and, and that's kind of how Core 4 Life started and how my journey I mean, back to getting... Did, did he invite no, us over or did I mean, we invite ourselves? We invited ourselves. Because yeah. who's the one that really got it going, though? 
I don't know if you remember. I don't. Yeah, now we're going back. Sure it, it wasn't Mike. me. It was me. Mike. It was Mike. <laughs> Mike is a ringleader, so I can see that. Yeah, well, got Mike, things going. Yeah, Mike invited <laughs> you. You were talking to Matt, your brother-in-law, about right CrossFit, and we went to his gym once. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, we don't want to pay one hundred twenty-five dollars. No, why month. pay one hundred twenty-five, so one hundred fifty bucks? We yeah. just found a friend that happened to have a CrossFit exactly. gym in his garage. Wrangled in, do Matt. the work, do the workouts <laughs> for free. Yeah, a whole bunch of equipment that wasn't getting used. That's right. <laughs> So, so we really out. did you a favor. <laughs> no, that, hey, I, I will. Uh, I will echo that. That's you guys definitely did me a favor. You're hey. welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say that. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I do remember going to your house. This is probably six years into my seven year dad bod journey, and like doing kettlebell swings, doing kipping, like. We ran around the block like to warm up, and I was like, "I'm ar- I'm already done, Matt." <laughs> and I remember we did it once, and I didn't come back for like a year until we all started going back. So I do remember like feeling how bad that feels, like that first workout back. I forgot about that. We did a so that would have been a year before we regularly started working I think out. It was that it summer came before, over yeah, and we did like a little wad. It wasn't that. even, yeah, I remember it wasn't that much. <laughs> we might have done some power cleans, some kettlebell swings. I just remember yeah, like remember that. halfway through the kettlebell swings, you and me were switching back and forth and we were maybe doing the 35 pounds or something. And I just remember feeling like dead <laughs> and I did not throw, I'm, I was proud. I did not throw up like many of us did on our first, our first time or many guests did when there's they came to no you. No shame in that. <laughs> you say many of us, but you really mean me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's been many others. times. <laughs> There's been others. There's been several others. But yeah, and then I didn't come back for a year. So I guess maybe I should have worked out a little bit harder. What drove that coming back? Like you could have just stayed gone for a year. Like what what switched off there? I think just like the fact that we were in it together and we were all kind of in that same stage, I feel like. Like a lot of us had been like high school, college athletes, um, and we all kind of miss that a little bit, and we miss the camaraderie of it. And I feel like that's what I miss the most. And that's what, when it was just me and Matt, I just felt embarrassed standing next <laughs> to Matt and having him dominate me. When we were all in it together, it was like we were working for a common goal. We were we were accountable to get up because we either we got up at either it was either nine at night because we had to go and all of our kids were in bed because yeah. we all had kids at that point, or it was like five thirty in the morning. Yeah, it was late at night, so yeah, it was usually a nine at nine p.m. start or a five forty-five a.m. Yeah, start. Yeah, that was I think fun. I miss those nighttime work. The night I like yeah. the summertime. Fun. I like the nights. A little bit yeah. more fun activities. <laughs> yeah. A little different like, style in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're not like zombies walking in. At nine o'clock, it's like, all right, we got to get back up. We're, we've yeah. been up it's all like, day. I got my kids down. Man, I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just I feel like having that camaraderie, having that accountability, knowing you're going to get up and open the gym, you guys are going to show up. And it just made me want to get up and go. And I think part of that competitiveness came out again that I was like, I don't want you guys getting in way better shape than me. Like if we play basketball or like do some sport kind of off the cuff, like you guys are going to be all in shape and you'll just dominate. So I feel like that competitive spirit kind of comes out. And then we threw in the the literal competitions where we did the weight loss competitions. We've done some max effort competitions and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. The camaraderie and just that drive of keeping each other accountable and, driving each other towards that common goal of staying in shape yeah competition and accountability i mean it's a lot of the stuff that we we talk about as we keep going here it's when you're growing up you're around people you know you're on teams and it's constant 
competition and accountability because of who you're with, but it can easily be forgotten about as you go about your life and your career. And, you know, if you have a family and things like that, it's easy to forget about some of that stuff. So, you know, you need I think that. As, yeah. As guys, like you need a healthy outlet for some of that. So I think we all still have a lot of that drive and some of that want for competition. And like, if we don't have like a healthy outlet to do that with other guys where we're, we're working towards a goal as, you know, weight loss goal, like whatever it is, a strength goal. Um, but that competition is going to come out in other ways. And there's a lot of unhealthy ways to, to let that out. And then there's some more healthy ways. Um, so I think it's, it's been good that we've been able to embrace that a little bit and definitely been good for me for sure. Has, has working out been good for your family? Like I know when I'm working out, um, I'm probably a better dad because I'm letting out some of that stress and some of those mm-hmm. things. Has it had like a, a broader effect beyond just physical fitness, but has it leaked into other areas of your life? That's what I, yeah, when you initially asked that, so I was like, hmm, am I grumpier when I get up in the morning <laughs> and work out? Or did I let out like some of the stress and am I actually like more chill during the day? It's, it's hard to tell. Um, I feel like I feel like when I go out and play with them, I definitely feel like I can, like I can just go out and play and like not think twice about it. And, and you just, just run that. right past them and then just you know, blow just, by them. I yeah. Beat the- <laughs> <laughs> They're going to beat their dad. They're going to earn it. Um, so yeah. So I think there's some of that that makes me a better dad. Like just some of that, you know, being around other guys and like knowing that you guys are dads, you guys are striving to make, your kids better and like be good examples to them like in that way for sure i think that makes me a better dad cool i don't know about you but i want to be fit enough to beat my kids in any sport as long (laughs) as possible i think that's my goal how many years do you think you have i I don't know we still still got got a while here i know but really even when they get into high school i'm i want to be at the point where i'm fit enough to beat them in any sport that's kind of where I'm where my head's we at gotta, <laughs> we still got some strides to make man I mean yeah. I was gonna say junior high but no gotta be into high school yeah so I mean junior senior year I'm, I'm comfortable if they hopefully they're good athletes and they're better <laughs> than I was <laughs> gotcha all right well you know to wrap up the the be fit pillar here I know you're uh you're in the midst of a a challenge of yourself right now uh for yeah staying fit but also getting stronger so tell us a little bit about that, where you're at, and where you hope to be by the end of this year. Yeah. So finally, didn't think I'd have like a home gym like at any point, and then finally kind of have enough equipment that I guess I could say I have a home gym um, and all this. So I set a goal this year, wanted to try to, to bench 300. Hadn't done it. Some of those injuries in high school, I ended up benching a lot because I hurt my knee pretty bad. And uh, I never could do 300, but just always wanted to. And... Um, I just thought it was just something good to put out there. I'm a big, we'll talk maybe in the be drill it driven pillar more so just about like writing goals down or setting goals. You're a lot more likely to accomplish those. And I just wanted to put that out there knowing that you guys would keep me accountable for that and ask me about it. Or I was hoping someone would at least spot me for, for bench while I was <laughs> wanting to bench all the time. Um, I'm always up for bench, man. Always <laughs> down for some bench. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to put that goal out there, let you guys know that, that was something that I wanted to strive for. Um, and then also knowing I'm, I'm in my thirties, like strength goals. I think your goals are going to, are going to change depending on, you know, where you are stage of life wise. So I'd heard that your thirties are kind of like your, 
kind of your last time. If you really want to make some strength gains, like that's kind of the the tail end of the time that you can do that. Um, and then you'll maybe focus more on cardio or, or different events maybe as, as you continue to get older. But as far as like getting a lot stronger, like that might be kind of the tail end, at least for those of us that aren't, you know, professional power lifters and, and, and such. Oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll challenge that norm. Yeah. Um, hope to keep this going for a significant amount of time. Sure. So. And I definitely hope to keep working out. I just don't know if I'll be like maxing, like my max will go up a lot higher than maybe where it is now. But yeah. who knows? I could be wrong and maybe I'll be surprised by that. Cool, man. Well, I think, I think being fit has a lot to do with being driven for us because when you're staying healthy, staying active, doing that, it, it gives you that drive to continue to uh, excel your career and where you're at. So mm-hmm. why don't you just give us, a, to start off here in the Be Driven Pillar, a little bit of background on uh, your career uh, and where you've gotten to at this point. Yeah, so um, so been in financial services pretty much um, my career right out of college. So started at a bank, worked there for a little while. Um, that was right in 2008, and the market was tanking Like as I was in training, and I was like, huh. I'm lucky to even have a job right now, but didn't know how long that bank was going to be around for. Um, switched over to like a bigger financial firm, do retirement planning now. Um, so work with like 401ks and companies like that. So been there a little over 10 years. And I think maybe similar to, to my fitness story, I'm maybe more of a more of a coaster in life. Like I'm not always the most driven person or not as naturally driven. Um, maybe that I've noticed. Like I like to, you know, things kind of come maybe a little bit naturally and I'm okay at things and, and I'll kind of leave it at that. And I feel like I can find myself doing that in my career as well too. So just like having you guys in the fitness realm kind of push me further, like sometimes I need a kick in the pants on the career side too. Um, so I was in a couple different jobs within the same company and hadn't really found my niche. I feel like for your career, it's it's really on you to own. Like nobody's going to gonna lay the path out for you and that's one thing that I discovered especially at like a bigger company like you're one of quite a few people there you gotta kind of blaze your own trail and that's something I learned here over these last probably four years is that like if if you're in a job that that isn't your strength necessarily you're the only one that's going to be able to like find something that is your strength like nobody's going to do that for you you have to go out and look at some of those other areas that might be out there and try some things and that's going to be uncomfortable and that's not going to be the easiest thing to do anytime you switch jobs there's a steep learning curve kind of coming to that new position so switch jobs a couple times in the last few years just got into um, another job a couple months uh, about six weeks ago so I'm, I'm in that steep learning curve right now again um, but had a good opportunity come up I think for something that's going to fit my skill set a little bit more, I'll be able to get out maybe in front of clients a little bit more so than I had in the past. So it's something I'm excited about, but also something, you know, just a little nervous about. I haven't done it before. haven't been out in front presenting as much. So this podcast obviously helps that we get to talk amongst ourselves. But to do that in front of like a, you know, a larger audience is something I haven't done. So I think in that way, if you change jobs every now and again, like that can be really healthy. That can push you, get you new experiences and and push you to grow in ways that you wouldn't have done if you stayed in the same position and, and got further refined your skills. You got such a big learning curve every time you take a new position. 
I think that forces you to grow and forces you to take on new challenges. So you said you're kind of, generally speaking, passive. You need a lot of a kind of a boost to get going. Is that switching positions? Is that one of the things that you know you've been able to do to to make those moves to encourage yourself to challenge yourself to to grow? What other things have you discovered that have helped you get that motivation? Yeah. So I think switching jobs, I think, was was one of those biggest things. So I'd switched jobs about four and a half years ago into a position after I'd spent six, six years in the previous job. And it kind of, it wasn't a great match for me. And so, and I could kind of tell that. I'm sure my manager could probably tell that as well, too. <laughs> um but was okay enough that like I was going to be there, I would have been fine, but I needed something for myself to switch and give myself a new challenge. Um, and I think that's, that's just tough to do and stage of life wise too. Like if you're having kids, sometimes that's not the best time to challenge yourself in other ways too. Yeah. Um, so I think as our kids grew up, it was easier for me. I wasn't being challenged as much on the household front. It was easier for me to challenge myself then on, on the work front. So I think switching positions looking for a new challenge can be one of those. Um, but also I haven't done it as much, but like, you know, if you have a mentor, if you have some people that are maybe further along in your career and they've, they've done some more of those things, they've had different experiences. They can, can pour into you more. So I think again, that's where that accountability comes into or that mentorship. If you can glean from other people's mistakes or other people's experiences, that's going to put you ahead of the curve as well too. So mm-hmm. you, there's some things you got to learn yourself and you got to experience yourself and there's other things that you could be taught. Yeah. Cool. Joshua, you, you answered a lot of the questions that I had for you here already, <laughs> but <laughs> one thing that stuck out to me, and I think you mentioned a little bit about your manager and how they saw you and thought about you. You know, we all either have had bosses, have bosses or are bosses. I mean, what are, what are some of those qualities in a boss that have uh, helped you in your career, like when you when you're thinking about your manager, and something that has stuck out to you that has helped you grow in your career. Yeah, and I've had some great bosses over my career too. So I'm lucky, and I know not everybody has that. So I've had some really great bosses. I don't know if any of them will will be listening, and maybe you can shout out their names um. if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so some, had some great bosses that. A quality of a great boss is to be able to same same as a quality of a, like a good friend and an accountability partner. If they can look at you and they they know you well enough to know where you're weak, and they can push you in that area and make sure that you don't stay weak in that, and that you get experience that can grow you further. Um, so I think in some of those ways, like uh, areas where I would be, you know, just kind of chill in and, and not push myself, like to to present or to get out and. Um, you know, to meet new people maybe at work or to get out and get out of my department or to present in front of larger groups or senior leaders. Um, so like, like a really good boss, if you're doing good work, if you make your boss look good, I feel like they'll put you in a position to succeed as well. And they'll put you in a position where you can get noticed by, you know, by senior leadership. So I feel like I've had bosses that have put me in positions to succeed and to get recognized for the hard work. And if you're working hard and you have a good boss, I feel like that's usually the outcome. The boss will put you in a position, hopefully to to get recognized for that work that you do. And I've had a lot of that, which is great. Thank you. Probably an important distinction there. 
a boss that knows your weaknesses, but will come alongside you in those weaknesses to help you grow mm-hmm. as opposed to exposing those weaknesses. Cause yeah. I think that that's easy to kind of, uh, take advantage of as a, as yeah. a, as a boss. But I, I think that's a great, great distinction there that people are willing to build you in those areas and push you in those areas to grow. Yeah. I think that's absolutely true. And even encouraging you in those areas. And I think, you know, each of us has different areas where we're maybe not as secure in ourselves, and that maybe we're, you know, we're harder on ourselves than other people would be. And if, and if a boss that knows you well and can speak into those areas and say, Hey, like you're, you're decent at this. And I think you could be great at it. Give it some effort. I want to put you in a position that you can succeed and can speak into that. I think that's huge. Yeah. So I think uh, talking towards that point, uh, I think you mentioned it earlier too, thinking about your boss and some of the things that you're setting out for yourself uh, would be in terms of goals. You know, what, why are goals important to you and how has that helped you kind of grow in your life and in your career? Yeah. So I, I read a while ago that you're, I don't know that the percentage right now, but it's your X amount more likely to accomplish something. Like if you actually write it down, so you may want to get a new job next year but if, if you don't write it down, if you don't tell people about that, the, there's there's just some power in telling something to other people that you want to do it and setting a goal that allows you to kind of put pen to paper and make that goal real. And that f- kind of firms it in your own mind and affirms that that's something that you want to do and that's something that you're going to then pursue. So I feel like, you know, goals on the, you know, lifting X amount of weight or doing something on the fitness side you know, are important, but also have that in a career as well too. So if there's something that you want to accomplish, I think you're way more likely to do that if you tell somebody. So if you tell a mentor, you tell a boss, or if you write that down, you set that as a goal for yourself. Um, Even if it's just a personal goal to put yourself out there to, you know, whatever it is, go to, you know, take another colleague out to lunch, um, get to know some people outside of your department, present to a larger group, present to senior leader, Ship, something like that, but that you can set a goal that's going to stretch you and put you in a position that maybe you're not comfortable, but it's going to be something that's going to help you long term. So I think goals are really important in that way. And especially, like I said before, for me, that maybe tends to coast a little bit more. Um, I need to write down goals or I'm just not going to do something. So I think I know myself enough in that, that if I just coast, I'm not going to get anywhere. So if I want to get somewhere and you know, knowing I want to provide for my family more, I want to, um, you know, provide for my kids, setting some of those goals is going to help me accomplish those things that I ultimately want to do, but I'm going to be uncomfortable to do and wouldn't naturally want to. Um, and I, I think one of the key things there is, uh, like you said, having those people that are going to hold you accountable to that because yeah. we can all, we can all come up with goals and we can all feel good about them. Be like, yeah, I'm going to get this done, but who's going to, Who's going to keep you accountable to that? Yeah. Is it going to be just yourself or do you have a core group of people that is, are actually going to talk to you about those and actually going to make sure that you've gotten them done or are progressing towards getting them done? Yeah, I think finding a group of guys or you know, people who love you and know you well enough to call you on your crap is yeah. ultimately I'll call you on your crap all day long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got all you on day. that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think that, yeah, that goes back to that accountability and that's been huge in my life. 
I think the first person that I really was accountable for was like back in high school, um, sophomore year, that the first person that knew me enough and actually cared enough to call me on my crap, like you said. And you got to be able to care about someone enough because that's an uncomfortable conversation. Nobody wants to be called on their crap. Like I definitely don't, but I know I need it. So I need you guys to call me on that. And we all need that. None of us are perfect. And we all need somebody that's going to be like, hey, you can improve in this way. And I think you'd be awesome in these areas, but you got to stop doing this or you got to, you know, whatever it is, we need that bad. I need it. Well, to dive into a little, little bit deeper into some of the stuff that we've done and gone through without, without getting into specifics, you know, we'll meet <clears throat> with, you know, us and some other guys too, and in, in accountability groups every few months to just throw questions out there, you know, deep questions that you don't normally talk about with guys or friends or, you know, whoever surface level stuff. Yeah. Not, not surface level stuff. We get, you know, we ask the deep questions and, you know, we expect everybody to answer honestly. And we know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if somebody's holding something back, you know, in those group sessions. So I, I, I would venture to guess that there's not a lot of that happening out there with guys who are husbands, fathers, maybe in their thirties or whatever, you know, that are really getting into those types of discussions to call you out on your crap. as you said, you know, yeah. And when you have that and you know that you have those people that are going to call you out on it, you're less likely to do it because you, you know that when you get into that group session, you don't want to have to, you're going to be asked about it. You're going to be asked about it and you don't want to have to, you know, answer honestly to that point, but you know that if you lie about it, they're going to know. And, you know, we're, we're always very open, very honest about those, those things that are going on. And I think it's, you know, I'll I'll say to me, it's been helpful for me for those types of conversations to, you know, stop some of those things that are in my life that I know are debilitating to my growth. Yeah. And ultimately that's one of our plans as core for life is to, help you know assist other people in forming these groups you know get like-minded people together who can hold each other accountable in each one of these four pillars that we've established and so we'll see tons more of that coming up you know as we progress throughout our journey as core for life yeah you know i don't i don't know if we've even mentioned it that much but yeah that was kind of the beginning conversation of getting this started was like Mm -hmm. man this is such a cool cool concept that we have that we've got a great group of guys that were you know in the same stage of life and we are holding each other accountable for um you know being fit and being healthy and being driven and noble and all those different uh, things in our life and we feel like yeah based on conversations that we've had with people that are around us they don't necessarily have that in their life and you know we'd love to be able to to get people to form those types of groups and get close with each other and and a lot of it might might just be someone needs to take the initiative to reach out to those people they're in their life they're just not having those conversations or that type of relationship so it's it it could be someone that you're already close with Mm -hmm. but you just haven't taken the step and i would say we may have fallen into that category for a little while um, we we all knew each other, but did, were we keeping surface level? Yeah. yeah. Did we have accountability within our group for a while? No. Um, but pushing it to that level, especially after you've sweated out together 
<laughs> for a while. In a, you mean in literally? In a yeah. two-man sauna with four dudes in there? <laughs> literally sweating together. And that's so true about guys, guys specifically. It's like, all right, you want to get deep. Well, how do you get deep? The f- you know, I used to do men's stuff in college. Mm-hmm. You know, run like a men's conference. And the first thing we do to break it down is, hey, let's do something physical together. Guys are going to bond together shoulder to shoulder. Yep. What type of activity can we do? And then after that, for some reason, the guards go down and you're willing to talk and you're willing to connect and have that accountability or like it just breaks down a barrier. So I think for us, it did that with working out in the gym. Yeah. Um, but for listeners, think about who those people are that you respect, people that you trust. That's a trust is huge. Um, Cause there's probably people in your life right now that need it too. And they just need someone to bring it up. Yeah. There, there's power in bringing things into the light. I think you can touch on that in a positive light and setting goals and telling people about those goals. And there's like you said, and getting called on your crap. If, if there's an area that you need to improve on that you're screwing up, there's power to bring in that into the light and not just keeping that to yourself. And that's uncomfortable. And if you've never done that before, that's, you know, it's hard to do, but that's the best way. That's the only way I think that you're really going to grow ultimately. Yeah. You're not growing by hiding any of that stuff or keeping it no. within. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Well, uh, to transition a little bit into the be noble pillar. Uh, I know we've talked about it previously on, on podcasts with you a little bit. And what we know you've been uh, raised with a, uh, a great family and some great influences in there. Well, I mean, why don't you start with this pillar with just how, uh, how you've been raised, what's, what's been, you know, some of the important factors there in your life. Yeah. I mean, I kind of just said my, my current background, just my family, but I mean, if we're going all the way back, um, you know, just raised two great parents, um, you know, loved the heck out of me. I got, there's four of us kids. So I'm the, the second of four, and, um, yeah, just, they, they really raised me up and taught me, taught me God's love, taught me what it was to, to be a man and yeah, to have God's love like in my life and showed me that, what that looks like, you know, in a family setting. And I think on my, like on my dad's side, he was like an awesome guy, just a hardworking guy and always provided for us well and just a great leader in our family. I think he tried to instill in us like what a, just like what a Christian manhood was, like what biblical manhood was. And I think that's something that I, having four boys now myself, really try to instill in them too. And that's not this kind of phony masculinity that you see out there like all the time. Um, But it's guys that, that genuinely, like we said, genuinely love and care for each other. And are willing to sacrifice for you know for those that are weaker, but also for for those that that they love, and not to be selfish and not to just use their strength like for their own advantage. So that's something that was definitely like instilled in me specifically by my dad, um, my mom too, and um, that I'm trying to instill in, in in my boys. So great examples of my parents growing up. Um, so really thankful for that. And, um, yeah, appreciative of kind of everything that they taught me. So you mentioned, uh, some of the things that you've learned from them and wanting to raise your boys. You have four boys, uh, with 
authentic manhood. What exactly, I mean, dig into that a little bit. What does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, like for me, like when I look at my faith and I look at, you know, I I, I look at the person of, of Christ, of Jesus, and I look at the way he was willing to lay down his life for, for other people. Um, so when I think of kind of the, the opposite of kind of fake manhood is just like that it's all about you. It's all about what you can get out of life. It's all about what you can get from other people, you know, whether that's, you know, on the job or in relationships. Um, it's, it's just about you. It's about how cool can you be? How good can you be? How much can you make? And there's so much insecurity in playing those comparison games all the time. Um, and I think that's an easy trap to fall into because it just seems like there's always, there's always something to compare. And there's always like, when you start comparing, there's, there's other, there's ways that you look good and you can feel good about yourself. And there's always people that are probably going to be better than you, um, or have more money or have more stuff or have a better career or whatever it is. There's always somebody that, that you're going to look to and, and be jealous of or envious of. So I think that's just such a shallow way to live your life. Um, so taking that example from, from Jesus that really it's all about what do you give back? What are you using your strength for? Where are you putting yourself in a position to, to, to help others that really makes you a man? So using those talents and the gifts that you've been giving to really give back, to help other people. Um, so you can do that through, and there's plenty of good charities, things like that out there, your church, a bunch of different ways that you can use that. Um, and just in your everyday relationships. So uh, you mentioned, I mean, giving, giving back, whether that be your, your time or your money. I know you've, you've done a lot of different serving and volunteering within the church and things that we've done. I mean, why, why is that important to you and how has that helped you grow in your faith? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that's where the rubber meets the road, right? So I think we can all talk about wanting to do the right thing or, um, you know, it'd be nice if we could help each other out or help other people out. Um, and that, that's one thing I guess I, I really like about our church is that, you know, there's, they do missions trips to other countries and, and help out other countries where they don't have the resources maybe to do something or we'll have volunteer opportunities that, that we get to participate in and go, uh, like you and I got to help build a playground. We didn't get to finish the playground, but got to make some concrete, got to help out a little bit. Um, so I just feel like there's there's some real value in looking at that and being able to see other people that are in need and be able to step into that and be able to help out. Yeah. And not that you need to get credit for that, but just to be able to look and, and, and realize that there's people that are in need. There's things that you can do to meet those needs, whether it's time-wise, monetarily, however it is. But there's so many opportunities that are out there. And just to take advantage of some of those. Like we all have talents, we all have gifts that we can use and there's a lot of ways that we can get that. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, circling back, I mean, I guess why I was asking the question and hearing some of your responses is a lot of stuff that's going through my mind right now in thinking about, um, what we're doing here for kingdom purposes and worldly purposes, you know, mm -hmm. and we can get caught up like you're saying in those worldly purposes of, well, I'm trying to grow my career, trying to make as much money as I can so that I can get the nicest yeah. house I can for my family. I can have a nice retirement and be comfortable. The best know. home gym, you know, best home gym possible. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah. The but three of us are competing in that category. Yeah, and Ryan just jumped in the home gym category. I got a couple or dumbbells. <laughs> I guess mine's better than Mike's at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it is. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in all of that. And, you know, when we're really thinking about things like what really matters in life, you know, is having the best home gym, is that what matters? Is getting to the best position at your job is that Mm -hmm. what matters like you know that's what a lot of people are fighting through and trying to figure out what what is that thing that they're trying to get to in their life and ultimately i guess working through it in my own head is like you gotta (laughs) you gotta figure out what is really important and i think all of us agree like what's important is you know your faith and how that is affecting you and your life and how it's affecting others around you and how are how are you affecting you know his kingdom in all of that you know yeah and you know so when you're talking about giving time money like yeah we can we can have fun and we can you know be lifting and have a great home gym but at the end of the day like is is that helping to you know, further his kingdom. How are we, how is that affecting that? Um, and it's, it's something to, obviously I'm, I'm processing right now as we're, as we're talking through all this and (laughs) trying to, trying to figure out where, where to even go with some of that stuff. But you can see that, you know, you, you're finding some of that and what you're, what you're giving, what you're doing and finding joy in, in some of that stuff. So, um, I think for me, like I think of the concept of just lordship, like who, who am I really serving? Am I serving my career, money, possessions? Like you said, getting that next rung, rung on the corporate ladder. Like there's so many things that we can chase after that ultimately are meaningless. And there, there's always another ladder. There's always someone that has a bigger house. There's always you know, somebody that has a more perfect family. Like there's a whole bunch of things that we can chase after and, and ultimately are going to leave you unsatisfied. And I think we talked about that on, on your podcast as well. Even things that are good, like if it's family you know, your kid can get diagnosed with cancer. Like there, there's things that can happen that, that can take those things away. Um, so if, if, if Christ isn't on the throne and the Lord of your life, like there's a lot of things that can leave you disappointed and, and leave you wanting in life. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like for me, when I'm looking at those things, um, that, that you got to choose every day, like who's, who's going to be the Lord of that day? Who's going to be the Lord of, of, those interactions that you have that day. Is it going to be you? Is it going to be, you know, things that you want or worldly things? Is it going to be things that, that are going to build, build God's kingdom? And that's kind of what it comes down to on a daily, on a daily basis. We got to make that choice. I mean, it get, you know, that is a choice, but it's easy to fall into the, this is what I want category. Oh, yeah. You know, it's easy to fall into my kingdom, my wants, my needs. Mm-hmm. So how do you refocus like when you when you start feeling that way or when you start recognizing that you're working towards your goals yeah because i think that that's like the default right the default is just i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna i'm gonna do whatever happens today it's like i'm just gonna roll with the punches and just do whatever i can and hopefully it works out like Mm -hmm. that's that's your default um so i think it's you know each day you got to make that choice and each each day you you got to kind of renew yourself in that way and either, you know, get in the, get in the word, pray accountability, like these kind of talks, you know, with guys that I trust and guys that I know, 
are going to steer me in the right direction. I think you've got to be able to refocus each day because it's not the most natural thing. I think the natural thing is I'm just going to do what I want to do, you know? Yeah, that's perfect. I, I've been just thinking while you're talking and focus is the big thing because we can do a lot of different things, but if we have the wrong focus, then it's wrong. We could be doing all the, you know, like, like whatever we're focused on and really whatever happens after that, as long as we're focused on Christ, um, it doesn't matter. Right. If we're focused on Christ, then I, you know, I believe that we're going down the right path, no matter the outcome. So whether, you know, whether you're getting that promotion, if you're focused on Christ, okay. If you're getting the the promotion, but you're not focused on Christ, okay, maybe we need to refocus, (laughs) you know? So even like sometimes the outcomes, the worldly outcomes are not indicators of, you know, are we aligned with what Mm -hmm. we believe in? Are we aligned with what our purpose is? Um, And when those get out of line, you know, that's where the problem is. You know, you can be climbing the corporate ladder and looking great on the outside and on the inside you're broken and you're, you know, you're, you know, a problem waiting to happen. You know, (laughs) you're one step away from it all falling apart. But if you're focused on the right things, no matter if you have hardship, that comes up and we've experienced that it's going to come. Yeah. Um, the hardship is going to come. Um, you know, what's your foundation, what's your focus. So I guess speaking of hardship, you know, we've, we've talked about how a lot of these things shape our lives. Um, you know, things that we go through during our, our time here. And, um, you know, we, we talked about Mike and his son Ryder and, um, you know, how that has shaped his outlook on life and some of the other things that he's gone through. Like, what are, what are some of those, you know, we talked about earlier fence post moments, the, the CLC kind of the Christian leadership concepts fence posts. So the main points in your life that you realized, wow, this has a huge impact on the way that I view things or the, the way that my life is going. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, going back to, you know, back to high school times, like so, so went on some mission trips. So I like to travel. We'll probably get into that a little bit more in the Beach Hill Pillar as well. Like love to travel, love to see other places. Um, but doing that in like a, in a, a missional kind of setting um, has always been like really cool. So I think back in um, uh, junior year of high school, between junior and senior year, we went down to Haiti and just did a trip there. So just working with a school down there and getting to see just people like talk about like third world, fourth world country, like whatever you want to call it, but like just people that literally had nothing. Um, and as a high schooler, just realizing just how good that we do have it here. Um, so we talk about like a lot of like, I haven't had a, like a lot of like hard times or like bad times. Um, so I've been blessed like in that way. Um, that a lot of like really difficult things haven't come my way. Um, but getting to see what other people get to, have gone through or have dealt with and getting to, um, you know, to maybe minister like to them has been like really impactful. So I feel like as, as a young man, getting to see some of those things and getting to see people that really struggled, really didn't have anything materially. Um, but then some of them could be really happy and get, come back to your focus comment, Matt that they had the right focus still. So even in the midst of them living in just abject poverty, they were still happy and their focus was on the right place. And that was just, as a high schooler, that was like, just blew me away. You know what I mean? Um, 
so I feel like that was a big shaping moment for me getting to see um you know getting to see something that was just so different from what I knew and from what I knew here in America and like my upbringing and getting to see people in a totally different world from from everything that I knew and that some of them still had the focus that was on Christ and on the right things and they were as happy as, as I ever was um so that was really shaping to to kind of my worldview and, and looking at what was important, what wasn't important, and and what ultimately do you get happiness from or joy from, and it's it's not all these things that you can chase after in America a lot of times. That can disappear like that, like in an instant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good perspective on you know something that you've seen from. Uh, somebody else's perspective on things that they're going through and dealing with that you haven't had to deal with in your life. But I think we had, we do have a lot of listeners that are uh, husbands, fathers, and I think you did go through some challenges when you mentioned it earlier in the podcast of uh, getting pregnant on your honeymoon and weren't <laughs> expecting to start your, yeah. uh, start your fatherhood that, that soon, you know, and then, I'm just going to combine these two questions as we wrap this up <laughs> because you then were deciding whether or not you felt like you, God was calling you to have three or four kids and then you had twins, you know? So, yeah. you know, talk us to a, a little bit about the challenges that you had of having that kid conceived on your honeymoon <laughs> and then having twins. Just, you know, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Sometimes the biggest blessings are also the biggest challenges in, in certain ways. Um, yeah. So I think that, that definitely having Vance like right away, um, I, you know, set some goals, made some plans, um, you know, paying off student loans, wanted to, you know, traveling, something I love to do, wanted to travel with a wife for a few years. So I had a lot of plans kind of of, of things that I thought I was going to do in the first couple of years out of college. And that kind of got all, all thrown out the window, um, with having Vance and we had Vance kind of earlier than any of our friends did. So that was just, you get kind of that awkward stage where you're getting called at 10 at night and it's like, hey, you want to come out and do something? It's like, no, no, <laughs> no I really don't. Got a baby screaming right yeah. now. Got to take care of him. Well, he's asleep. He's 10 now? So he's 10 now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah our, the next oldest would be Ryder then, who's seven. Ryder's seven, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, a little bit different stages of, yeah. Andrew we'll started quick. Yeah. <laughs> started right out of the gate. Um. So yeah, so just to have like my plans thrown, like, like I said, I, I um, usually not always like the best planner, but had made some definite plans, and especially like working in finance, had like some specific like finance goals that I wanted to, uh, you know, pay off all the the wife's student loans, things like that, and that all got kind of put put on the sideline for a while, and. Um, and that was challenging just for me to like realize like, you know, I could have the best laid plans, but sometimes that doesn't matter. Like that's not what maybe God has planned for me. Mm-hmm. That's not what, how my life's going to go. So to be able to kind of roll with the punches a little bit more and, and just embrace that. And we were like, all right, if we're going to have one kid, like we're, let's just have our kids early and then we'll be done early. So mm-hmm. had another and, and then we we're like, ah, do we go for, <laughs> you know, three go for a girl and then we got two more boys. I thought for sure we'd get one girl in there, but <laughs> nope, all boys. So we're trying to embrace that too. Just roll with the the boy train. You know, got wrestling mats down here so they don't destroy all our furniture and boxing bags. So just trying to trampoline, let them take all get all their energy out. Um 
So I think I learned in that, yeah, just kind of rolling with the punches. You, you don't always know what life's going to throw your way, um, but just, you know, kind of trusting that there's, there's a bigger plan maybe outside of just what you think you should be doing and being able to just kind of embrace that. And, it, and it's been awesome. So we love, you know, love our boys. That's, those are probably the, the funnest moments of my day, you know, coming down on lunch, you know, we're all working from home, but coming down, wrestling around with them. Like those are the best times of my day now. Yeah. And initially when I found out, I was a little, uh, yeah, a little unsure how things were going to go. Well, that's it, right? It's your plan versus God's plan. And yep. I think it's for people who don't have that in your life, you've, you've got a, there's a lot of type A personalities and you've got your plan. And when that plan doesn't go as expected, then everything is thrown off. Yep. Right. But when you're able to uh, compartmentalize some of that and focus on what's important and like, hey, you know, yeah, I, we had a plan and we thought we were going in the right direction, but apparently God had a different plan. Very different plan. You know, <laughs> then let's embrace it and go full force towards that because he knows better than we do. Yep. 100%. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, appreciate you sharing some of some of that. I mean, you, you mentioned a little bit that you uh, you like to travel. So as we wrap up here, uh, some of the stuff. I mean, where where do you want to go? Like, well, I mean, let's talk a little bit. Like, what, I mean, you got we got. Where are we know, doing the you know core four core four life travel? Yeah, core four life travel. Anything's yeah. open. Where you know no covids mm. around. <laughs> uh, where where anywhere do go? we can go. So we're oh, looking dude. far into the future. Then. No, no, but. Like maybe we should plan something for like a one year reunion to start in the cast, man. Yeah, <laughs> plan a little trip, Ooh, get something out. planted, see what's open. Let's do it. Yeah, be yeah, a love love to travel. So got like right after college, lived in Brazil for three months, lived in Florida Keys, worked down there for three months, um, then had had kids right away. But I've got to do a couple cool trips with my wife here um, recently. Went to Belize. Um, went to the Dominican Republic with, with someone at this table as well, too. It was a good time. Um, 10 year anniversary trip. So yeah, I just like getting out. Um, those are like very fun vacations. I mentioned some of the, the mission trip to Haiti as well, too, and how impactful that was. Um, so yeah, I like to travel and I think just, uh, obviously the want to shout out to the Mike Brown Lake house as far as the, the be chill pillar. That's one of the, the spots to really be chill at and one of my. I try to take advantage as often as, as you're down there. Try to get down there myself as well. Glad I can c- accommodate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, you you travel well. The, my most envious moment is the uh, the shrimp nachos that you ate down in Belize. Oh, oh my gosh, so good. Those sound yeah. so good. And we've tried to like recreate it a few times. We've gotten close a few times, but yeah, good. Sh- a good pile of shrimp nachos just hits the spot. <laughs> and it seems like all these trips just tend to go to warm places. Is there something <laughs> behind that? Not opposed to going to some somewhere else. I feel like Alaska is like one, on one of my like. I'd love to like do nice. like a, it's a, it's epic a great trip. trip to Alaska. Great Have trip. you been there? Right? Yeah, man. Man, yeah. I feel like that would be like an awesome trip. Well, in two thousand nine, want to head back there pretty soon, but. It's awesome. Core for Life, one yeah, year Core for Life, Alaska. Alaska trip. Like a salmon fishing trip in Alaska. Let's go something. to Denali National Park, spend a couple of days there, head to some glaciers. I'm down with that. You can, yeah, you can lead the trip. You can be on I always thought that was like an old person trip. For some it's reason. It's so awesome, man. It's so like, 
my grandparents went on that. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like that's gonna be me. I'm <laughs> not gonna get to go until I'm old, but I've always wanted to go. But I feel like it's like you're on a boat. You're just gonna go up to Alaska. You might as well just do that when you're old, dude. It's so it's <laughs> we're gonna a, do an adventure. It's like, such a good trip, man. It's so cool. I've heard it's beautiful. We'll yeah. make it awesome. Yeah, but feel, yeah, Alaska. I'm I'm I love history. I like to read like big history buffs. So I'd love to go like Europe. Did a trip to Israel to talk about some some history. That was uh, that was an awesome trip with my dad and brother. Um, so that was really cool. But yeah, I would love to do a little European tour at some point as well too you say you like to read what are you reading man i do uh i like like i don't like read as much fiction um my wife loves loves a good mystery novel um i do more like i like biographies like a lot i do it's maybe nerdy but uh, i like like some some econ and um you know like finance history like type stuff i feel like kind of lines up with my job but some enjoyable reads Throw some out there. This is, you know, as we wrap up, you know, I always like to get some resources out there for the listeners. So what's, uh, yeah. So I read, um, so Titan is like the John D Rockefeller story. Yeah. Really interesting. And then see probably two more books that I really enjoyed. Um, one's called a splendid exchange. Um, it's all about like the history of trade and things like that. Um, but really interesting. Uh, and then if, if you want to get into to finance, that kind of thing, um, a random walk down Wall Street is really good. Again, kind of the history of Wall Street, history of kind of trading stocks, all that kind of stuff. Um, but really interesting if you like that kind of that kind of a read. Awesome, man. And yeah, you know, I don't know if our listeners know, but this dude's in a golf league right here. <laughs> Heck yeah, you in a golf league? You guys can tell though, right? With my game, yeah. I was the worst golfer ever, and decided this was it. This was the year I'm going to join a league. Actually, I didn't grow up playing at all, and I would get my butt kicked all the time. So joined a league this year, and I've improved a lot, but hey, enough. You Listen, would you just want to be respectable. You would show up on our golf trips, and you would hack at the ball a few times, like in Andrew, the past years. Andrew wanted to come. Obviously, I played about nine holes a year to I have think. fun and have a good time, and we yeah. always we always did. I always but drove the cart because that was the only enjoyable thing yep, that I got to do the whole sure. time. But you have improved greatly. Yeah. I contributed this last I time, Contributed, right? and yeah, man, <laughs> and got your, a lot when better. Win? Yeah. On yeah, your one. I made some yeah. putts. Andrew and I, yeah, we dominated. And some, you've, got uh, a, yeah. you've got a natural draw yeah. on it's your unusual. irons, which mm-hmm. I wish I had. I don't even know what you said. I <laughs> what's, a, <laughs> what's a draw? I'll take it. <laughs> Dude, I slice with a putter. I'll slice with anything. <laughs> And you've got this beautiful swing. Remember at Top Golf, yep. not that long ago. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. I was feeling it at Top Yeah, golf. you were. You know what? We Those should also were. put together a Core Four Life golf outing. Yep, mm. we will compete against us, the Core Four, and uh, <laughs> you'll win. <laughs> put together, yeah. Put together a challenge group. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, hey, appreciate you sharing. Obviously, we we know you here, but hopefully, the listeners got to know you a little bit more and. Uh, we love you. Glad that you could share with us some here tonight. And that's it. Anybody else got anything? Thanks for being real, brother. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Glad you could join us for another Core 4 Life podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Core 4 Life. Or check out our website, Core4Life.com. That's Core, F-O-U-R, Life.com. Tune in next Thursday for another brand new episode.
Core for life. Yep. I said a core for life. <laughs> <laughs> Dilly. <laughs>